0: Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Evan Brand. I'm a certified functional medicine practitioner and a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Today, we're diving into the top five nutrients and compounds for ongoing immune support. A lot of people are dealing with some issues right now, and a lot of people are dealing with issues from getting you-know-what put in their arm. And so I'm dealing with a lot of these people clinically, and that is a question I have to put on my intake form now because so many people are... Drinking the Kool-Aid, so to speak, and they're having a lot of issues from it. We know there's over 450,000 adverse events reported. There's over 10,000 deaths reported, and of course the media is just crickets about this, and they don't want to talk about the word that rhymes with Mechtin, Mectin, You know that one formula that kills the you know what, like 99% of it in less than a couple of days. The thing that Dr. Pierre Corey spoke with Joe Rogan about on his podcast. Make sure to look up that episode if you've not already. It is on Spotify. It's an amazing episode because YouTube and other places will delete you for using that mectin word. It's something that I personally recommend everyone has a stash of in their home based on the 60 Plus, studies, probably close to a hundred studies now, and many, many clinical reports from ICU medical doctors like Dr. Pierre Corey, an amazing human being, part of the Frontline Alliance, part of the Frontline Doctors, an amazing guy who's saved so many lives with this formula. That's very cheap. There's no patent on it. Big pharma can't make a bunch of money on it. And that's why they're promoting all these other things because they don't want you to know there's an easy solution like that. And Joe Rogan got blasted all over mainstream media, just for sharing his opinion that healthy people may not need it, the injection. And he was blasted by Fauci and others. And then he has this guy on, Dr. Corey, for hours discussing the studies, the clinical outcomes of mectin and many other things. And guess what? There's crickets. The media doesn't cover it. I actually did a meme on that particular issue and Our good friend, Dr. Paul Saladino, put that on his Instagram page. It had like 18,000 likes on it. People agree. People are waking up. So please keep your head out of the sand. Stay awake. I think you are if you're tuning in to people like me and others. So just keep fighting the good fight. Don't give up. I know it may feel like you're the minority, but you're not. You're the silent majority. I promise. So let's get into the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. In regards to nutrients, compounds, check out my glutathione pro. As you may or may not know, N-acetylcysteine, one of the most important nutrients you could possibly have on planet earth, has been essentially deleted and banned. It is gone. Try looking yourself for N-acetylcysteine on Amazon. It is gone. Fortunately, because we work with professional supplement manufacturers at the time of this recording, at least, we still have access to that. And that is exactly what we use in my Glutathione Pro formula, which is an amazing S-acetylated glutathione, clinically shown to be just as effective, if not more than other forms of glutathione, specifically reduced and liposomal versions, which I don't like for several reasons. And we combine that with NAC. It's an amazing, best-selling formulation. I take it every day. My wife takes it. Everyone I'm working with clinically is taking it. Everyone that is sick is taking it. Everyone that is really sick is taking it, plus nebulized versions. So this is something you must have on hand. It is the single most important nutrient. Just do some PubMed Google searches if you need to. Well, Google might delete it, but PubMed shouldn't, even though there has been some issues with PubMed and other papers being, mm, let's just say, influenced by Big Pharma, but If you look into virus and glutathione, boom, you're going to find papers on it and how it is the single most important nutrient next to possibly vitamin D, as in dog, vitamin D. So get you a bottle of glutathione pro. You can get it using the show notes link in your podcast app or on my website, auraroots.com. A-U-R-A roots, R-O-O-T-S, auraroots.com, glutathione pro. Get some, please it could change your life. Let's get into the podcast. Without further ado, if you need help clinically, please reach out at my website, evanbrand.com, and I'll be in touch. All right, here we go.
1: Hey, guys. It's Dr. Justin Marcajani here. Today, I'm with Evan Brand, and we're going to be talking about the top five ongoing immune supports. These are nutrients and or herbal compounds that we use with our patients to support a good, healthy, strong immune system. There's obviously a couple of different areas and avenues we may use these preventatively as well as acute onset issues and so we'll kind of talk about our experience clinically and how we use these in our practice i'm excited evan how are we doing today man awesome doing great and ready to dive in so
0: i'm going to start out with maybe the most important nutrient of all time and certainly the most important nutrient for the past one to two years which is glutathione and you and i did a podcast early on i think it was last spring all about glutathione and how we use oral acetylated glutathione we'll use liposomal glutathione we'll even use nebulized glutathione and it's been an absolute game changer for so many people i would even go as far as to say i've saved lives using glutathione i will just leave it at that but it's an amazing compound probably the most important compound and uh our our mentor awesome guy dr kalish he did a great talk Very recently on glutathione and he was showing how important glutathione is with the body and the body will prioritize glutathione production even over methylation and how important it is to really get this system working properly and everybody's focused so much on methylation and they're ignoring glutathione production everyone gets so caught up in mthfr and genetic defects and all that but they're totally missing the boat on glutathione and this is your master antioxidant that is depleted during times of stress and during toxin exposure. So that could be any type of pathogen. That could be mycotoxins. We know that mold toxin will deplete glutathione. And you and I measure this routinely on urine testing. And I see low glutathione all the time. If we see organic acids that are too low or too high, we know that there's a dysfunction going on. And this is something that can easily be remedied and supplemented and we have very very high quality sources that we use for
1: people 100% so glutathione is a tripeptide right so when we use glutathione we're gonna kind of put glutathione and NAC in a similar camp it's good to have both um, NAC helps with your, bo- helps your body with endogenous production meaning it helps your body make it as cysteine tends to be the rate limiting amino acid in making glutathione so glutathione is a tripeptide so it's got cysteine glutamine glycine Glycine's is really great in, in collagen and bone broth um, glutamine, you're gonna just see in, in a lot of gut healing formulas because glutamine is, is needed for healthy gut function. So if you have a healthy gut or you have an unhealthy gut, inflamed gut, you can see how glutathione one absorption and um, of course the stress is gonna deplete a lot of those amino acids just in the stress process. And so then uh, you make glutathione via those free amino acids. And then also you have exogenous glutathione. That's giving someone S-acetyl glutathione or liposomal or some kind of a reduced glutathione, which are all great. Um, those are all gonna be exogenously, you know, from the outside in, endogenous is making it inside with the amino acid. So it's good to help with both. We know the data on glutathione, it helps with inflammation. It has an effect on modulating the immune system, modulating TH or T regulatory cells and balancing that TH1 TH2 immune response. TH2 is going to be the antibody response. The TH1 response is going to be the natural killers of the special forces of our immune system. And then of course, glutathione helps produce compounds like um, a lot of enzymes like catalase and a lot of good natural disinfectants like superoxide dismutase and things that help with lung and inflammatory health inside the lungs. You're gonna make a lot of these compounds with glutathione which are very powerful on the immune side. Excuse me. I need some glutathione now on the immune side and also on the anti-inflammatory side. So like, for instance, with a lot of lung health issues or breathing issues, we may even give reduced glutathione in a nebulizer because that is shown according to research to help with inflammation and to help with vasodilation in the lungs. So very powerful anti-inflammatory, very powerful disinfectants because of the superoxide it's mutates and that catalase enzyme, which is really important for inflammation.
0: Yeah, well said. I mean, every hospital, especially every ICU, especially when with lung issues, I mean, every ICU should be passing out glutathione nebulizers. It's amazing that that's not standard practice. That's not standard procedure. We would see much, much, much healthier people, faster recovery times if that were part of the protocol.
1: Yeah. I've had some patient with some serious lung issues who we nebulize some reduced glutathione and within a day we saw a massive, massive improvement. And we know things like NAC, for instance, it's shown to reduce virus replication. So that's very powerful. So when you're, when a virus kind of gets into your cells, it replicates and that's how it creates symptoms. The viral load has to replicate. And if you have nutrients in there like NAC, androglutathione, that's gonna prevent that virus from replicating to higher numbers. So very, very important there. And of course, the higher the viral load is, the more you can spread it. If you keep the viral load down, the less chance of spreading an infection. So that's powerful there. Anything else on NAC? And you and I take that ongoing. Yeah, yeah you and I take that
0: ongoing, we do, Uh, depending on what's going on, we're not telling you to do this dose, but what you and I are doing, at least I know for me, uh, I've got a combo product. So we're using uh, glutathione, give or take a couple hundred milligrams per day of an S-acetylated glutathione, which in studies is just as good, if not better than liposomal because with liposomal, we have some really sensitive people, me included. I don't really do well with ethanol and a lot of the alcohol that, that is in some of these liposomal formulas. So I personally stay away from those. I like the acetylated. I feel great with it. It works very, very well papers prove how well it works and then about a gram give or take of nac so that's kind of my ongoing protocol and also for toxin exposure that also helps protect against the oxidative stress that also helps to deal with mold toxin we know glutathione can help mobilize toxins so that's something we use in detox protocols too not even just for immune
1: and viral support 100 and so Virus replication, good immune prevent prevention, acute respiratory issues, all wonderful applications. I do about two grams a day of glutathione of, um, and maybe one to two hundred milligrams of a glutathione, whether it's reduced, <clears throat> acetyl or liposomal, I'll kind of rotate between the two. So that's powerful out of the gates. Last call. And we're kind Let
0: of. Let me make one comment on the NAC right. and then we'll move on. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: at the time of this recording, uh, Amazon has taken all NAC off of its marketplace and. There's many reasons that I could get into and probably get deleted for, but we'll just say that NAC is gone, but you and I, we work with professional healthcare companies. We do still have some availability. So we will put links in the show notes because this is something that I would recommend you have on hand. And if Amazon's going to take
1: it away, at least we have it. So I think that's important to know. I think so too. I like NAC. Um, in my product, detox aminos, we have reduced glutathione plus some NAC in there as well. I know you have a product similar as well. We'll put links below so you guys can see that. And we're going to kind of divide up a lot of the compounds, like five herbal slash immune compounds, and then we'll kind of look at the nutrients. And I always tell patients like focus on the nutrients first, just because they're nutrients, like they have other roles in the body and it's good there. So NAC and I think glutathione are going to be there. Uh, low hanging fruit next is vitamin D. If you're not out getting enough sun or if you have darker skin, you're gonna need some vitamin D. Vitamin D plays a major role with um, Th1, Th2 balance. It also helps mod- modulate T regulatory cells, which keep your immune system in balance. A lot of studies showing people that have lower or higher vitamin D levels are more resistant to different viruses and infections. Our vitamin D also helps produce a antibacterial enzyme called cathelicidin, which helps decrease bacterial load. So there's a lot of powerful benefits of vitamin D and of course in the winter months when colds and flus are of the highest, guess what? That's where vitamin D is the lowest on average because of the sun. So vitamin D is very powerful there out of the gates.
0: Man, I I just got my blood work back. My vitamin D was like a 45, which is too low. And I was kind of putting a false sense of security, I guess, into my sun exposure. I mean, I'll get my legs exposed, my chest, my back. I mean, I'll be outside for, you know, sometimes a couple hours, few hours a day, during the peak hours, and my vitamin D was still below optimal. We like people, give or take, we wanna be 60 to 80, and I was at a 45. So I'm back on supplementing 5,000 IU plus a K1, K2 formula just to try to make sure I get up to that peak where I need to be. Yeah. So if you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm outside in the garden, don't use that as your reasoning for not supplementing. If you have to supplement, it's okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I would just say 50 to 70 on average is probably reasonable. If you have an autoimmune issue or any cancer issues, you know, being 70 to 100, is probably even better, but at least 50, I think is good. So you're not too far away from that. But um, yeah, if you're definitely in like the low 30s and 20s or below that, you got problems for sure. So vitamin D is really good. Obviously, I think next low hanging fruit is going to be zinc. Zinc has a major effect. Uh, Zinc fingers have major effect on your genetics and DNA activation. Zinc also plays a major role in hormones, making testosterone, making Uh, stomach acid. So zinc helps with digestion. Zinc helps with on the hormone side and zinc also plays a, a major role on helping viral load. So lots of studies on zinc lozenges. Zinc helps get into the cells and it decreases virus replication. So we have natural zinc ionophores. Right? There are medications that do it, but there's also some natural compounds like quercetin that actually help zinc get into the cells at higher level. And zincs can, zinc levels, when higher, can prevent the virus from replicating, kind of like NAC. So zinc is a very important natural compound. And so is uh, quercetin as well. We could add quercetin and zinc together to really help flood our cells with good, high-quality zinc. So zinc's excellent.
0: And we don't go too crazy. I mean, we've had people that are doing like 50 to 100 milligrams of zinc long-term. That's too much. I mean, maybe ongoing for females, maybe 10 to 15 milligrams, males maybe a tiny bit higher, but I had one lady doing 100 milligrams of zinc. And she was not feeling good. So that was too much. Yeah.
1: If you're doing that much, probably 50. It depends on the type, right? If you're doing a crappy, like zinc acetate or something, if you're doing like a zinc bisglycinate or a really good zinc bound to an amino acid, probably 50 to 70 acute, like an acute type of situation. But outside of that, probably 10 to 30 max, kind of from an ongoing basis, you're going to get zinc in pumpkin seeds and a lot of your grass fed organic meat and or high quality animal products. And so that's going to be pretty good. Yeah, that's the question. I mean, if you're if you're eating the way we are, I mean, I'm doing a grass fed steak for breakfast some
0: mornings. I mean, I wonder if I even need extra. I guess it depends on the situation. I will throw a little in. I'll sprinkle a little in, but it's not a a big one I take all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's more going to be during stress and your immune system being more compromised. Your nutrient levels are going to need to be higher. And so that's powerful there. I would say next out of the gate, vitamin C is important. Vitamin C is a really important nutrient. Obviously, it has a major effect on oxidative stress. It's an antioxidant. I would say the macrophages, which are like the little Pac-Men, Pac-Women that gobble up bacteria and viruses in the bloodstream. There's a docking station for vitamin C onto that macrophage, and vitamin C can help potentiate the strength of those little Pac-Men and Pac-Women, very powerful. Now, vitamin C has a molecular structure very similar to glucose. So guess what happens if you consume too much glucose, i.e. sugar? that glucose can dock onto that macrophage and actually weaken it. And so it's important when you're sick and your immune systems compromised, higher levels of glucose will mimic vitamin C and kind of dock on that receptor site and will make your immune system weaker. So keeping your immune system stronger by keeping the glucose under control is important. And then getting that good vitamin C in there is going to be important, especially, you know, acute, right? You can always work on uh, what I call a vitamin C calibration where you get your vitamin C levels up to just before or just past the point where you have loose stools and then back up till they solidify. And you can do that during an acute phase if you're sick to keep your immune system nice and strong.
0: I love my vitamin C, but I overdid it because then my iron was too high, and I think I was doing like three grams of vitamin C for a long time, and I was drinking my vitamin C powder with my grass-fed bison steak, so that will increase iron absorption. So for anemic people, hey, that's a great strategy, but for males, if your iron's already high, that's one thing to consider, and just track it with blood.
1: Yeah, you your blood, you know, the natural solution for high iron, if you're a guy, is going to be a therapeutic phlebotomy. So getting your blood tested, giving blood, all those things are wonderful out of the gates. So we talked about um, zinc, we talked about vitamin C, we talked about NAC, glutathione, we talked about vitamin D. Was there anything else we missed there? If we can add one more nutrient, what would it be, Evan? Mm. I mean, I would say the zinc, B vitamins D.
0: would be important because B vitamins are going to be helping mitochondria. We know that a lot of the toxins and things we're exposed to damage mitochondria. B vitamins can help support the Krebs cycle. So in a roundabout way, I think that would be part of an ongoing protocol. If I wanted to keep myself up, keep myself feeling great, I think some B's would be in the picture. Yeah, I think some B vitamins are always
1: good. So I think we have vitamin C, D, zinc, NAC and glutathione. So we have five there, and we'll add a little bonus one with um, what you just said with the with the B complex. So that's fine right there out of the gates. Why don't we switch gears and talk about herbal slash compounds? So we have silver, colloidal silver, or we use a, a nano silver, so it's better absorbed. You need less of it. Silver is very helpful because it can it moves through your body. It's very small in its molecular structure. You're not going to have to worry about Argeria or turning blue when you use a high quality silver because the silver molecules are so small they flush right by your body and go out through your kidneys. no problem. If you make silver, you have really big silver molecules, you know bigger than 20 part per million like in the hundred part per million plus, then maybe that can get stuck in your cells and turn you blue. But most of the Argyria are turning blues and they come from homemade crappy silver. Uh, we use manufacturers that have been around decades and have never had a case of Argyria or turning blue because one, we're just choosing high quality silver and it's gonna be uh, tested so we know the exact PPM part per million. And so silver is great, uh, natural antiviral, um, and it also um, actually an anti-biofilm so it actually helps the body deal with bacteria better because it decreases bacterial biofilms which are the little protective shields if you think of the movie 300 right the spartans they have their shield and their spear right well biofilms on bacteria are like the shield right so imagine like in the movie 300 you pull away their shields now they're a lot more vulnerable to attack well that's what silver does to a lot of these biofilms on bacteria And so it can allow the herbs that you're using to actually kill that bacteria better. So silver is really powerful. Conventional medicine is even using silver. They use a lot of silver cellophane now. So if they do a total joint or total hip or total knee, they'll actually take the joint and they'll wrap this cellophane around the joint because they found that it prevents um, MRSA or antibiotic resistant bacteria, which is powerful. Wow. That's cool. I didn't know that. So it's funny. A lot of the things we talk about
0: eventually will be mainstream. Like we talked about, I think glutathione with nebulizers should be in every ICU, especially for lung and viral issues. And it's not. So maybe one day that will become true, just like
1: the silver. 100%. So we have silver there. We'll also hit some medicinal mushrooms. There's a couple that are out there. I mean, I like reishi. There's some other ones that are really good, but reishi and a lot of these mushrooms, one, have an effect on in, in increasing the immune system, whether it's usually the Th1 immune response. Uh, some of them can also deactivate viruses, right? A lot of the beta-1, 3-glucan or, or the, the triterpenes that are in there can deactivate viruses. So that's pretty powerful out of the gates.
0: Yeah, I'd say Anything turkey else tail. You want to add with that? Yeah, I think turkey tail and reishi, those would probably be my top two. I mean, you and I do cycle in some mataki and chaga and some lion's mane. I really love lion's mane for cognitive issues or for helping with NGF, which is called nerve growth factor. I had a woman who had chronic burning tongue for 20 years, and we were able to completely reverse that using lion's mane mushrooms. So we suspected it was a nerve injury because after a dental procedure, her tongue was burning and dealt with it for 20 years and lion's mane took care of it. So... I just love lion's mane, but for this conversation, I think reishi and I'd say turkey tail would be the best. If you are having issues with oxygenation and chronic fatigue, a lot of people having some post-viral chronic fatigue, cordyceps. I love cordyceps mushroom. I use that quite often as well. So those three would be awesome. Turkey tail, mushroom, uh, reishi, and
1: cordyceps. 100%. So, Rishi cordyceps. Um, I like other compounds like golden seals. Wonderful. I have that on my GI Clear Four. That's kind of in the berberine family. Um, that's wonderful. I see a lot of berberines do amazing. You know, Oregon grape, barberry. Um, I like golden seal. It gets wonderful out of the gates. You have things like and what andre- for? What's that? And what what and what are you referring to the berberine compounds for? What are you talking well, about? Well, it's an antibacterial. Um, berberines mixed with wormwood. If you look at Stephen Buner's book, he talks about that having a very powerful antiviral kind of um, synergist. So berberines with artemisia are very powerful there as well. So I, I like that too. Um, I would also say um, astragalus is also very powerful. It's it's a good blood cleanser. It helps with the spleen. It helps with B cell antibody production. It helps clean out the blood a little bit. Any feedback on astragalus?
0: Oh, love astragalus. I've got tons of bottles of it, and uh, we made we made astragalus for for a long time. We had really good quality source, glass bottle, good stuff. I take astragalus all the time, and especially for tick bites. If you're listening and you're like, hey, I want to improve my immune system, and all of a sudden I got a tick bite, uh, per Stephen Buhner's protocol, he recommends three grams of astragalus for the first 30 days to really help ramp up the immune system. If you had chronic Lyme, though, that would be a situation where you don't do that, because it can send the immune system the other direction. So that's a one of my favorite herbs. I'm glad you brought it up and it's often the root.
1: Technically we say the herb, but astragalus root is what's being used. Correct. So we hit astragalus, we hit golden seal, we hit some of our medicinal mushrooms, we hit silver. Uh, Let's hit one more out of the gates. Andrographis is another good one. And again, a lot of these herbs work by one, supporting or stimulating your immune response. And typically a lot of them are gonna work more on the TH1 side. So they're gonna really help mobilize natural killer helper cell production and of course that then also helps support antibody production later in the game. And then a lot of these herbs can also decrease the virus from being able to replicate. And so that's helpful because the more replication of the virus we have, the more the symptoms increase. So if we can decrease virus load, while improving our immune response, then we kind of hit it from both angles. Now, people that are autoimmune, some of these herbs could make you feel worse, right? But The way I look at it is most people are going to be TH2 dominant in a lot of these autoimmune issues. And so naturally supporting TH2 could be a good thing out of the gate. So I always say work on supporting the nutrients first, and then you can kind of come in there with the herbals, come in there one at a time and just see how you do with them. And then add that to your medicine, functional medicine toolbox later on down the road. So if you get sick, you know, different strategies that are going to help you.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. You're hitting on the multiple mechanisms, right? You've got vitamin D increasing the immunity and reducing cytokine storms. You mentioned some of the antimicrobial benefits to it. You've got the film support in there. You've got the intracellular support with the zinc and the quercetin. You've got just the standard immune support with your mushrooms. You've got your protection from glutathione and NAC. You know, last thing I'd like to mention on the herbal front, I would say some sort of adaptogen. We kind of talked about this off air. Oh, yeah. Adaptogens in a roundabout way would be very beneficial and that's something you and I take every single day as far as I know you do at
1: least so right most here days. ashwagandha is one of my favorites my ashwagandha supreme um ashwagandha has been shown to be taken long term very helpful for immune function immune modulation obviously ashwagandha can help cortisol surges too and we know high cortisol/stress can decrease your immune function so if you're having high cortisol due to some kind of acute response Ashwagandha maybe a good solution to help get that cortisol response under control. If I had to pick two, I
0: I think ashwagandha is up there. Maybe maybe number three for me. I'd mm-hmm. say number one, mm-hmm. based on what's been going on. Rhodiola because of the anti-fatigue effects, the anti-anxiety, yeah. the anti-depressive effects. Also, yep. amazing for hypoxia, for athletes, for anybody struggling with oxygenation issues. Rhodiola is amazing. Second, I I'd got to go with Eleuthero. I love Siberian ginseng, that combo of Eleuthero Mm -hmm. and Rhodiola. Oh man, holy basil is awesome too. I mean, God, you know, we love adaptogens. So I would just say any and all of those could be worked into a protocol and would provide an extra support to keep you up on your feet. 100%
1: 100% and also with vitamin D, yeah, taking vitamin D with K2 is going to be helpful or at least vitamin K. Again, if you're getting a tablespoon or two of high quality grass-fed butter or ghee a day, that, that's great. If you're getting any sauerkraut or, or good greens, that's going to be more K1. So if you have enough of those good quality fat-soluble vitamins in your diet, you're probably going to be okay. Um, but if you're not, that's where it's good to just have a, a little bit of vitamin K2 in there as an insurance policy. Cool, cool. Well, I think we covered it unless you want to throw any other herbs in, I think it's a good good stack though. I mean, yeah, we had a good amount, you know, now in regards to the amounts, I mean, typically we may double or triple that the typical recommended dose on the back of the bottle if it's an acute type of phase, depending on what's happening. And so that's kind of a good I think rule of thumb out of the gates is at least double or triple for the first few days to a week during an immune response.
0: Yeah ongoing though for me rhodiola a couple hundred milligrams is plenty for me too much I get overstimulated same thing with the a couple hundred milligrams typically per day early in the morning and ashwagandha I mean you could go
1: up to 500 milligrams or so would be I think a great ongoing dose. Yeah I think for I think 500 to 1000 you can go up to 2 grams on that and again it matters if it's like this is a whole herb right some are like a standardized extract of a much smaller dose that could be more concentrated but if it's a whole herb mm-hmm. you know a gram to 2 grams is usually going to be fine a gram on the lower one's fine. So yeah, we're
0: not, yeah, we're not making your protocol here. So like if you go and you look at the bottle and like, well, this is 80 milligrams of ashwagandha. So I'm going to go take freaking 40 to get to what he recommended. No, you got to pay attention. Like you mentioned to the label, because like you said, standardized extracts, 80 milligrams could be equivalent to 800 milligrams if you've got like a 10 to one extract. So you got to pay attention to your labels and know what
1: you're getting. And also if you're really nightshade sensitive and you have a lot of autoimmunity, be careful because ashwagandha is a nightshade, but again, if you are really sensitive to nightshades via tomatoes, potatoes, eggplants, peppers, then be careful with that. Do it one at a time. Yes. So outside of that, today was a great chat. Um, just for the listeners here, if you guys want to reach out and get specific... Functional Nutrition, Functional Medicine Care by either Evan or Dr. J myself. Feel free, head over to evanbrand.com. You can reach out to Evan there. There'll be a link for you, as well as my site, justinhealth.com. We are available worldwide via phone, Zoom, FaceTime. We're here to provide all your natural health services if you need that. Also, click down below, send us a review. Give us a, a little comment on today's podcast. If you enjoy us, let us know. Kind of put down what immune support's your favorite and what's been helpful for you in the past. We love having clinical experiences shared. That's how you learn a lot. Absolutely. Anything else, Evan? No, I think think
0: you covered it all and just uh, keep your head up, keep moving forward. That's all you can do. So I hope these tools will
1: help people. Awesome, guys. Have a phenomenal week. We'll talk soon, y'all. Take care now. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye.
0: All right. I hope you enjoyed that podcast as always. And as I mentioned, make sure to pick up some of my glutathione pro. As I mentioned on Amazon, NAC is gone. I think you need both NAC and glutathione. We use the highest grade product we can possibly get access to. It's an S-acetylated glutathione, which is the best form you can get. Some amazing papers on s acetyl glutathione plus NAC. We use it clinically for mold detox and support. We use it for virus support. We use it for many other things. It's an important thing that you can take ongoing to help support your immunity. So get you some glutathione pro. If you need help clinically, please reach out at my site, evanbrand.com. The link, evanbrain.com slash free, will give you the direct link to the calendar where you can book 15 minutes at no charge with my staff, Megan Gump, who's a functional medicine practitioner. She can chat with you about your symptoms, your goals, and see if you're a good fit for care. She can take you on, or I can take you on clinically. We would love to help you. And then in the meantime, make sure that you're on my newsletter, my website, evanbrain.com. Scroll down to the bottom. Look for that. Join the Best Functional Medicine Tribe box. Put your email in there. I'm not going to send you any crap. It's only going to be good stuff, uncensored stuff. Make sure you're on the newsletter. It's important to be part of this tribe in case these platforms crack down even further, as the White House has indicated they're going to do, which is freaking ridiculous. So and while I'm there, check me out on Instagram. MR, like Mr. Evan Brand. there's That's my page. I do polls. I do live videos. I do Q&As. I would love to have you join the conversation on there. I share a lot of stuff I think you'll enjoy in between podcast episodes. So please join me there and look forward to catching up soon. Take care now. Bye-bye.